you doing? Hey, what's happening, baby? Hey guys, welcome back to the Hi How You Doing podcast with Jules Workman. I'm so excited to have these two ladies here today. They are, first of all, they're fabulons. They're cool as hell. They have so much going on, including the number one rolling tour in Tennessee. They, they are so expressive in who they are, what they want to accomplish in life, and they've got the smarts, their unique approach to life, and their drive is something that completely attracted me to them and their and their company, Music City Rolling Jamboree. That's so, a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. There's more. So please welcome Jenny and Jessica. Hello, oh, Jessica. Jessica, I was. Feels like I'm in trouble. Well, we could say Jess. We'll say Jess. I'm a fabuline. I just found out. Well, don't you like that tagline? I like it. Yeah. Fabulous. Okay. So, they're they're crazy, and you'll, you you already know I am, and you know that I'm really intrigued by unique people and what drives them to where they where they are in their life and their journey. And these two completely came from different places in life, and they became they became great friends, and then obviously business partners. And I would just love for you guys to share. Kind of your elevator speech, if you will, each of you, on you know your elevator speech on your who you are as each other, um, as each other. <laughs> you talk about her, she talk about you. Um, but the your, you know your bios, um, if you will, and then we'll go into how you guys formed your your business together and what what created one of the top tourist attractions in the state of Tennessee. So who's going to go first? You're older. You can go first. I'm not older, but I will go first. <laughs> um, um, Who is this? This is Jesse. Um, I uh, I don't know. It start my. I was born in northern Michigan. My um, dad was a camp ranger up there, so we were kind of uh, blissfully um, left to our own means, you know, and uh, didn't know what you didn't have because you didn't know it existed. <laughs> so... Um, when I was 12, my um, parents decided uh, that there might be more opportunity for us down um, in Florida. And so we all moved, my sister and my parents and myself, to and um, to Englewood, Florida. And um, I ended up eventually going to Belmont University and majored in music business and worked in um, the music industry for a little bit. But when I was 16, I started doing stand-up. And uh, I was kind of in the acting closet because I was an athlete. And so... Um, what sport did you play? <laughs> I played basketball. Well, I played softball since I was three, but I played basketball in college. Um, which was great because it, it's... It, now that I think of it, you know, um, it's the playing sports and being involved and, you know, going to the rec center instead of um, going out uh, drinking every night. I mean, it's a, it was a safe way to get through high school, you know. Right. And, you know, to help pay for college. So, um, it was real, basketball was really important to me. Um, and I really, I really, there's the bus phone. Always yeah, ringing. That's the bus Always phone ringing. We love the bus yeah, phone Let her ring. Um, just hit the red. And, um, I mean, I'm sure it's really important. We'll get yeah, to it. Yeah, we're going back. <laughs> Book online. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I was playing basketball actually at Florida Southern, and then I saw um, it, TNN was still a thing, and they were doing an interview, and they said these um, music business students at Belmont University. I was like, is that a thing? And um, so I transferred sight unseen to um, Belmont. I'd always wanted to be in Nashville anyway, so that was a nice way to get here. And um, so, yeah, then I was working in the music industry and then doing stand-up at night, sneaking off to do stand-up. And, uh, Were you doing stand-up all over the place? Or Zanies. Zanies, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they had um, open mic nights, and, you know, I was so new and green that you, it's a great way to learn on your feet. You know, it's, your feedback is instant. And so um, I was really lucky. I worked for... Um, um, IMS at the time was Dale Morris, um, and Jim Morris company and, um, Clint Hyam and Chevy Nash were my bosses. And, um, Chevy said I should go to LA and visit the groundlings before I even knew what I wanted to do with myself. And I went and she was right. I saw that show and I knew what my destiny was. And I moved to LA a couple of months later and lived there for 10 years, got, went to the groundlings, got good at stand-up and writing and um, sketch comedy and improv and really, um, really, really enjoyed it. And then started writing. And I lived in L.A. for 10 years. And then I moved back about eight years ago here to Nashville to try to... The goal was always... um, I think at that time, in like 2000, there really wasn't um, a lot of opportunities for comedy or a way to get good at it. You know, you can't say you want to be the next Minnie Pearl and half-ass it. So... Um, I think I'm right. <laughs> I am um, um, really, really loved being out there um, and, and learning. A lot of people have uh, not great reports from L.A., but I really, I loved it. I had the best friends, learned from well, the best like, people. For instance, who were your friends? I mean, if you were out there mm-hmm. working on your craft as mm-hmm. a stand-up and writing comedy, mm-hmm. um, who were some of your friends? Do, do we know any of them? We yeah, you do, them? you do, you do. Um, and the neat thing is that um, when you start together and learn together and you've got a, a synergy about you, you know, I think eventually everyone um, will get where they're going, you know, if everybody s- s- keeps working hard and stays on task that way. Um, and so uh, I got better by watching everybody learn around me. And that was the one thing when you... When you play sports and you're in, like, high school and stuff, and they always say, you know, basketball is a metaphor for life, and you're like, blah, blah. Just, but it's true. You And something I've always stood beside is um, if you want to get better, play with people who are better than you. And um, so I've always been trying to find people who are better than me, you know. Um, and one of those people who everybody does know, um, I was very fortunate um, that... Reba actually introduced me to Melissa Peterman from her show. She played Barbara Jean. And How'd she's, you meet Reba? Um, my best friend in college, um, Autumn, is Reba's niece. Oh, cool. And Yeah, yeah, and I've just been really lucky. I mean, all the things that you hope are true about Reba are, are true. She is wonderful, and she is generous, and she is smart, and she is there first, and you know, everybody knows she's an international superstar, but first, she was a cattle rancher, and that woman wakes up before you do, that woman has her socks on before you do, and if if she can be there early, so can, you know, the drummer, and uh, that is why she's a success, but she's also unbelievably hilarious and compassionate, and I, I don't know, she's taking care of me 
<clears throat> like, I don't know, like, I guess like an ant, I guess. And um, just just kind and all the things. Well, I'll tell you another hi, how, do you, how you doing moment for me was I used to work with Reba as, as a PR person at, at her record label. And I agree with everything you said. I mean, if you could do a blueprint on what is what success truly means, mm-hmm. Reba's the blueprint. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. really is. I mean, I'm so impressed with her and what she's still doing today. Mm-hmm. So, I totally concur. Yeah, she is. And she, um, boy, what a, what she, she's done a master class, but she is a master class in how to handle um, yourself graciously. She really is. Like, having been able to see her um, among fans, among professionals, among, she knows everybody's name in every place that she goes. And um, everyone's the, the, you know, the same to her. And I think what a great person to learn from. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So you moved back to Nashville <coughs> after you did your, your mm-hmm. stint in stand-up and writing mm-hmm. and all that in L.A. So you came back here, and then you kind of just started working around. And then- yeah. The, what I always... Um, say is like in LA there is it's like a a step ladder like you know what to do step after step but here there's not as much competition so I guess that's nice but there's also no there's no floor plan you know it's you really have to stay motivated because um, you have to keep creating your own opportunities because it's just uncharted territory here um, which is great I mean there's so much more coming here and so much more coming to Atlanta, you know, where a lot more is possible. Um, but it is. It's kind of the, the Wild West at this point. You know? Yeah. Speaking of the Wild West, mm-hmm. <laughs> how about old Jenny duke him up, baby? <laughs> Let's talk about you for a minute. Because <laughs> she is the Wild West, baby. I'm telling you right now. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. You are. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with her is my point. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's a myth. <laughs> it's a big myth. Okay. Um, I started out in radio and um, ended up at WSIX here in Nashville. Worked at, then I went to uh, print with Music City News and then to TV with GAC. And um, then to live entertainment with Gaylord. And um, ended up getting out of the music industry altogether before Nashville was really as big as it is now. It's mm-hmm. happening as it is now. Right. And I was on the road with um, some people for a while, and that's where I met Melissa Peterman. And she gave me Jesse's phone number and said, Jesse's this is my friend. She's moving to Nashville. And I was like, oh, man, I, I don't need any more friends on the list. I'm full up. But then she was so nice, and she's like, just call her. You guys are really going to get along. And um, I did. And, man, almost 10 years later, we were still rolling. And we... Um, she had had a, a Jesse had had a comedy show in uh, L.A. And um, there's another bus that's here in town that we love called the Nash Trash Tour. Mm-hmm. They've been that's here just mm-hmm. 30 years almost. They had a tour when there, there was, was nothing, nothing to do. There was nothing. <laughs> I don't even know what they were doing mm-hmm. down there, man. But um, they kind of paved the way, and I had taken my grandparents on this tour, and, and my grandmother who's Pentecostal loved it <laughs> it was so dirty and she even bought a t-shirt and you know was so just thrilled about it and when we were on that bus there was like a line of people who wanted on but couldn't get on and so I sat there and I thought about that and I was like I, I need to get a bus I need this is I need to call Jesse the comedian and I know country music and if we put that together 
we can put a show together and we can pick up all those people that they don't have room for. And so, what was it, two weeks later? It wasn't very long. It was less than a month. Two weeks, yeah. 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 Maybe three. We were driving to uh, Marion, Indiana to buy a school bus. And you, you bought that school bus. Is it still the same school yes. bus? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, what year was bus, that? Man. The bus or the year we went? The what year you went? Uh, it was uh, 2013. 13. Yeah. So when we so 2013, I want to ask you a question. Going back to what you said, you you know you, when you listed what all you had done from radio to television to print to whatever, what part of it did you like the most? And what part do you think propelled you into want wanting to bring this idea together? You know, I always um, I always wanted to do a tour of Nashville, like as far as I can remember. Like, but they did have trolleys here at one time when I was much much younger, maybe twenty five years ago or so. They had like two trolleys and. They were called the Dolly Trolley, and there was like another one. You paid like 75 cents, and it would take you up to the top of Demumbrian, where Conway Twitty had this real funky record shop, and there was a real weird wax museum up there, and, you know, just cool little campy stuff, yeah. yeah. The Shoney's was there with the stage where Trisha Yearwood was sing on that stage, you know. And the trolley would take you up there, and I thought, man, those people look so bored. And um, I would think, if I had that trolley... I'd want to sing songs on it, really tell about Nashville, and do all this stuff. And then that just kind of, I forgot about it for whatever reason. And then, you know, several years later, I thought, she's a comedian. I know all about country music. We're going to put this together, and we're going to go get this bus. And so I think all those things I did, I liked all of them, Mm -hmm. actually, at the time. Um, All those things crafted what I do on this bus. You know, like right. the radio, I don't like dead air. You know, you couldn't have dead air in radio. I don't like dead air on the bus. I, I learned in radio how not to have that, so it's carried over to the bus. Um, you know, everything about country music carries over, you know, onto the bus. So, um, I, I mean, I liked all those things in, in certain ways. And I think all of them kind of shaped... Uh, this bus. And then when we got together, I mean, we didn't know what we were doing. No. We didn't know, man. I was going to say, how did this, how did it happen? Once you said, I'm calling Jess, we are going. I texted her. Okay, you texted her. Yeah, I was bartending. Um, I bartended at the Downtown Puckets uh, right when it opened, actually, Um, for, I think, five years. And um, I got a text from Ginny just out of nowhere that said, we're in the wrong business. And I was like, oh, boy. Because Ginny's always got planned for something. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And um, then she convinced me, because um, at first I was like, I don't know. And uh, she convinced me. And um, it's, I mean, that's what it is. And it's kind of, I was doing a, a variety show at the time um, called Me and My Bus, where I would have, um, I played this character, and then we played bingo. <laughs> and um, uh, we'd have a musical guest. And I guess that, I guess that when we first started, and we were right, um, because you don't know what's coming, you never do. So whatever you've had right there at the time is as good as you've got, you know? And so at the time, what we had, what we talked about between Ginny and I was that, you know, what would we want on a tour? If we were coming, all the things we believe in our head about Nashville, true or not, um, what would we want if we came? And um, so we decided, you know, you'd like a tour. You want to see these things where, you know, so many people don't know the beautiful history of, 
country music and the ugly history of country music and all the things that make country music country music and Nashville, Nashville. And we were like, we want to show them those things and give them some insight that most people wouldn't get. And, um, and they don't know yeah. different types of stuff. Yeah. Right, you know. Yeah. It's something they can take home with them. You not, know? It's not generic by any stretch of the No, <laughs> It is not generic. <laughs> um, no offense to generic. I mean, there's a that's tour for everyone. Want, then that's yeah. what you want. Um, but then, so show them something they don't know. Um, really, like, appeal to something they knew as a kid, you know, about Dolly Parton or, you know, something like that. And um, make them laugh because uh, obviously everybody wants that. And then also sing along. Think about the best times you've had in bars. They're the best times you've had it at um, birthdays. It's just, it's that, it's a very old concept, especially um, in America, like in where country music came from, down from Appalachia. Singing together is the most pure form, and it's the way that stories were told. It's universal again. It is. It is. It's before history was written down, people would sing it. And um, so just that, those three things, some a tour, things that they don't know, make them laugh. And, um, and that's another thing that we talk about all the time is you don't know what these people are walking in with. I mean, just as much as you don't know walking through the grocery store, someone might be dealing with the absolute worst thing that's ever happened to them. And the same thing on that bus, you just don't know. And if you can just make them forget their problems for you know, the 90 minutes that they're on there, I mean, mission accomplished, you know? Right. That's... Well, speaking of, what's the evolution? How did you guys... The, the bus is a character itself. It's... It has a name. It's whatever. T- tell us about that. Tell us about how you named her. What does she represent She's to had you? a couple names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's... A, she's well, a little mercurial. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think the show as a whole... Um, it's kind of like silly putty. It, it's just evolved. We started out doing one thing, you know, oh, we're only going to sing real classic country music on this bus, man. We're not going to sing any of this, uh, you know, rock country stuff. But we've, we've changed it. And not that we sing a lot of that, but, you know, we do try to appeal to every, all 36 people who ride that bus. When they get on, they are honest individuals. But when they leave, we try to make them part of this family that we've created in the 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have that at the beginning. We didn't have um, a set uh, plan as to what was going to happen. I mean, we knew what we were going to talk about, you know, but we had to really grow that bus. And it took us probably two and a half years, maybe? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd say, yeah. I mean, it's still changing. And, yeah, it still changes. I mean, something might happen on there tomorrow, and, and we say, oh, we should we should talk about that. Mm-hmm. People want to know about it. Just go with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but it's also an improv show, so you never know what's going to happen on there. And we've had some wild stuff happen on there. Oh, come yeah. on, you got to give us a few little little tidbitty stories. Come on. I think the, the, the biggest things happen when, I think just in general, not, not even necessarily on our bus, when people go on vacation with other people that maybe they shouldn't <laughs> and um and then they are stuck in this microcosm with this person for however long their their trip is and you can see that come through like maybe one party of the group uh hoped for more romantically from the other party than the other party would like to give and so you see that work through and um and we're gonna talk about it I mean we're gonna well, that's you're gonna. It's part of it. You're, yeah, it, it's an interactive show, right? Yes. It is an interactive yes. show. 
with all thirty six yeah. participants. How do you? How does that? How do you make that happen? Like that was just, another thing I think we figured out as it yeah. went, and, and because um, you know we take for granted as people who've been in Nashville in the South, you know, our lives. Um, There are some stereotypes in the South. So maybe if you're coming for the first time, you are self-conscious. Like maybe you are, um, maybe, maybe you still are worried that we're racially insensitive or um, don't like gays or, you know, all these things that someone might worry about when they get here and kind of, we figured it out. It took a, a while um, to figure out that going through the bus, acknowledging everybody and, um, you know, say everybody's established that everybody's on the same level and everybody is cool on this bus because you get in there and um, you're in this metal tube with these strangers yeah. for 90 minutes and it can be intimidating. So just acknowledging everyone and, you know, it's we give everybody a hard time but it's just to get everybody on the same level and comfortable and happy and laughing. And, um, that's so important. And it it just, it actually is so much fun. Yeah. Because everyone lets their guard down. It seems, Mm -hmm. or most people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you come on that bus and you want to have fun, you're going to have fun. Yeah. And even if you don't want to have fun, you're probably going to anyway, because we're going to wear you down <laughs> in a good way. Very rarely do we have to do that, but occasionally, you know, you get somebody on there that it takes us, you know, 70 of the 90 to... Right. Get them going. Get them going, yeah. yeah. Well, one of the, the questions that I had had when I was just thinking about us talking today was, you know, you kind of answered part of it, but I was thinking, do you guys ever just wake up knowing, you know, I know that, that you guys do the interactive with the, with the, um, the customers and you do a little, you do a feedback questionnaire mm-hmm. with them or whatever you do. I want, I'd like for you guys to explain that, but do you ever get up in the morning and just kind of channel, I want to be really dive into Dolly today, or I really want to dive into like really channeling some artist or somebody, or does it just happen? Yeah, I try not to think about it till I get on there. Yeah, get on there because you don't know who's coming on the bus and uh, what's. I mean, we do have a template, but you know, things kind of go off the road often, especially later in the week. If if you know the Friday and Saturday shows are the the wildest, and we um, have a lot of participation on those two days in particular. Is there an age limit? Do you have to be a certain age? You to have, be have to on be twenty one. Yeah. 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 yeah, you have yeah. to be twenty one. Yeah. Um, just, well, it is a, um... What rating is this podcast? Yeah, no, It's right. all time. It's any rating we want it to be. Okay. Well, because, okay. I mean, we use language that, um... And that's another thing is that, you know, we all live in a bubble. We live in the entertainment world. So we think that everybody sees life like we do. And that is just not true. true. And, I mean, that's one of the coolest things about the bus. We have every state comes. Every, all these countries come. And so our normalcy is not everyone's normalcy. So... It is just like an acknowledgement, like, you got to be 21. There's alcohol. We don't provide it, but you can bring alcohol on the bus. And it's just, we don't want any of that legality, you know, if somebody's passing beers around and they're not 21. But also, we're not here to teach your kid a dirty word they didn't know either, so. Right. But but with that being said, oh. mm-hmm. when you when you say you're, you're you know, it's an improv show mm-hmm. and... And it's interactive with the audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you guys have a couple other people that are, are part of your, quote, show? 
that are, you know, um, besides the customers, you've mm-hmm. got the bus driver, you've mm-hmm. got Devin, mm-hmm. um, you've got, I mean, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did you get the, get them involved? Like they becoming, well, I, um, I know you need a driver, yeah. but it seems like they've become a part of it and they're engaged and they're just, they just love what they're doing. We, um, that's just part of the whole bus. We, we want to involve everybody. We, we don't like to leave anybody out. So we do pull in the driver. We, um, Devin, we call ourselves the triangle because Devin is just very important to the whole show, you know, he we can pretty much read each other's minds on that bus as to what she's going to say next, what I'm going to say. If I say this, she'll probably say that. If I say this, he'll play this song. You know, we've just tuned each other in to be able to do that. The drivers know, oh, they're only on this song. I've got to go here. I've got to go on down to second. We're just all like a... We're on the same plane, man, on that bus. So would you say you had an aha moment or a hi, how you doing moment um, once you decided you, you you remembered that you always wanted to have a tour, like run a tour in Nashville? Yeah. You remembered that after you had, um, you know, experienced a lot of adult jobs, and then you're like, oh, wait. Wait, I've never been an adult job person. <laughs> what? Okay, wait. Okay. <laughs> She's probably right. If you're if you're in the entertainment business, yeah. you never hold an adult yes. job. It's constantly hand holding and babysitting. But anyway, I digress. Um, when you guys both you looked at each other and said, "This is perfect for us," and then you said, "You like you like now you've got the triangle of uh, synergy with with your team." Mm-hmm. You know, the show is is really solid and it's fluid and it's just so entertaining and like I said before I mean you're on the top of the list um whoever whoever grades people for tours whether it's TripAdvisor whether it's um you know the state tourism board whether it's Yelp you guys seem to be top of the charts and that is so impressive and so cool that it wasn't some big corporate organization um, I'm not saying uh, Gaylord is a corporate organization, but it is. And they spend lots of money and lots of energy and lots of time to create things like this. Mm-hmm. And this is an organic, unique experience mm-hmm. that's interactive and um, really brings people together. And that when they're leaving the bus, when they leave your show or the tour or whatever you want to call it, you're going, you see them smiling, you see them mm-hmm. laughing, you see them learning something about each other. And that's that goes beyond that goes beyond your show, mm-hmm. and I think that is so cool and so important yeah. in today's society, any society. But you know, we're we're so we're insulated yet we're so social because mm-hmm. we have so many things at our fingertip to make us social. But it, everybody seems like they're struggling to find a place yeah. right now, and I feel like your 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 tour creates. What people are searching for in life. Does that make sense to you? It, or is that just my uh, opinion? Well, it makes sense in a way that it's an enormous compliment. Like, I I don't even know where to go because that's like the... All of those were just really nice compliments. And I think um, it comes... It starts with what Jenny was talking about is... Um, again, you're in... You're isolated in this... Look at Christmas tree. 
<laughs> Jenny made a baby. Sorry, that's not <laughs> She's child. excited about her Christmas tree. <laughs> and we're hanging out under the Christmas tree with mm-hmm. dogs and babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. It's more fun that way. Yeah. But um, there's, I don't want to get new agey about it, but the fact that we do with, with the drivers, with um, Barbara and Christopher and drivers we've had in the past and with Devin, um, it, it doesn't matter if you, you cannot hide it. There is an energy, a positive energy coming from us. It is yeah. a, a united front of acceptance. And um, I think that's really important, and I've put some thought into it because the, just the most enormous compliment will be when people get off the bus and say that was the best thing I did in Nashville. Oh, that gosh, that's our favorite. Is, I mean, there is a lot to do in Nashville. I Vegas. mean, that yeah, makes man. me clutch my pearls. And <laughs> um, it's just, it does, it, and I've thought about it, and I think that the difference is most things you do in Nashville as a tourist um, are spectator sports. Like, mm-hmm. you're watching something happen. But in this scenario, for those 90 minutes, you are a part of Nashville. You are participating in it. And I think that's the difference. I think you get to be a part of it. And truly, I mean, I think we could both name you um, probably 100 guests who've been on there who really touched us. Are they there because they've just beaten cancer? Are they there, you know, on their first trip without their husband? You know, and all these things that they let us be a part of. So, I mean... As much as it's a show that we do for people, they give back so much. I mean, so you, you feel can't... reciprocated by, oh, by what you're giving. Times yeah, a million. Yeah, times those, a million. There the... are people who like sent gifts when I had a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, That's who, really had, cool. who had been yeah. on the tour. There are people who have been on there ten times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's and and some days on our ride in there. One of us will say, "I can't believe this is what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. We, this is like the best thing we could do, you know." And every day when we go around that corner, we get a little—at least I do—I always get a little nervous. I'm like, "Oh man, this is going to be a good show today." But then, if you just stop thinking about that and you just let everybody be themselves and we're ourselves, um, it turns out to be a great show. They all get off, generally speaking, and hug us. Um, you know, and, and want to talk to us and, you know, ask us more in-depth questions. And that's our goal. We want them to all have have been welcomed into this family that we've created on this bus. Yeah. We can't do what we do unless they are willing to be open. Open, right. And, you know, with the nuances of this 90 minutes that you have, like you said, you're in a 10, you know, bullet, yeah. if, mm-hmm. if you will, and you're driving around the streets of, of Nashville, and you never know, you know what you're going to see out the window. Mm-hmm. You never know how the show's going to turn. And do you... I mean, what has been something really wild and crazy that's happened on the bus that you guys will never forget? Well, that Chinese lady who gave me that lap dance about a month ago, I'm not going to forget that for a ah! long time. <laughs> Excuse me, what'd you say? Yeah. I was not expecting that, but it it turned out to be great, and everybody, you know, people have gotten on Facebook and sent us messages. I was on there that day the lady was on there, and she did the lap dance. I'm like, yeah, I remember that. And, uh, (laughs) you know, so things like that, it just, it gets kind of crazy, and we just let it get crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, it's a it's a ba- kind of a balancing act because if you get people whooped up too much, I mean, they're gonna tear the seats out. So we, yeah. right. you know, it's a 
Um, and that's it's. I think people always ask. They're like, you say it's a um, interactive show, but there's no talking. I was like, you'll get it when you get there. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's a show, right? Obviously, that you can't be talking over um, right. to understand it, and I then mean, the, the attention it's clear. is is uh, demanded, if mm-hmm. you will. It's clear but once it's, you yeah. get on there. It yeah. sounds confusing before, but yeah. And if, have you give us a give us a I snapshot of have it, have any. Um, celebrities popped on the bus have we seen have anyone that's heard about the bus popped on and goes and everybody goes OMJ look who's on the bus <laughs> have you ever had I mean, any of those just we, we've had a couple people on there um, that's another thing initially we were like man all the people we know we'll be able to call people up pull this bus over they can hop on there and do a song hop back off and then um, it just kind of involved, evolved into something else, and we decided we didn't want to do that, you know. But, I mean, Reba's been on there, Kelly Clarkson, yeah. Melissa Peterman. We did a, a special show that Jesse put together. Was I pregnant? Um, not yet? I'm not sure. I don't, know. I don't know. I can't remember. It's, it's I'll blur. beg you, actually. Um, press pause. But do come back and go look up on um, YouTube. Look up Jingle Strong. Yeah. And if you didn't think that um, Kelly Clarkson and Reba McIntyre were the best people in the world, you will after this eight minutes. Um, we did a special tour um, for Bullied Kids, and we were like, we'll just take them around. They can, you know, sing songs for Christmas. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, we started thinking, like, well, this could be really, really something. And um, asked those two ladies, and they, on a Friday night in the middle of December where they both individually could have made a million dollars. They didn't, they were on our bus for free. And the, that is I, so the national oh, spirit. Oh, it's so, it was so great. It was really, really great. It was, was when Reba, we drove past Starstruck and she was in the car behind us. And that her cue was when we turned on the flashers for her to hop out of the car and, and get on the bus. So, and no one knew about it. And so when that happened, you could, it was like time froze, and I looked over there, and her little red head was going up along the running. windows. Yeah, she was running to get on the bus. And then when she got on the bus, and we started singing, like, all together, I was like, holy shit. This is a <laughs> yeah. moment. Yeah. I am on a bus, my bus, and Reba McIntyre is singing between me and Jesse on this bus for real. You know, yeah. and that was like, I can't believe this is happening. And it, it was just one of the coolest things ever for us and that bus. You know, we love all the people who come on there every day, but for us personally, that was a really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. Cool I month. bet that is It neat. was freezing. It was freezing. And we were going to pick up Kelly to surprise them first over at Starstruck. And then we were going to make a, and then we were going to have Reba in the follow car. And um, to do, like Jenny said, come with the flashers. But it was very cold that night. And I was like, you know, why don't you just, why don't we just make a circle around Music Row and then come pick you up separately um, back at back at the building. And um, she goes, this isn't for me. This is for the kids. I'll be in the follow car. <laughs> and that just, that speaks so many, it's just volumes, volumes about her that, she's, you know, yeah. don't worry about my comfort. She's tougher than anybody I, say, I know you said anyway. She's a cattle rancher. She, yeah, yeah, that's not gonna bother her. No, no, I mean she can move in those hills like she does and dance on that stage mm-hmm. like she does. She can run down beside a yeah. bus. Now you yeah. said you had a couple names for this 
this this bus? Does it have a name now? Are you going to keep it, or does it change every so often? It's probably ready for a change. Yeah, it might be. Um, I don't know. It, her, her her name is Frances. Frances. Mm-hmm. That's our attorney. <laughs> That's hilarious. So Francis the, the, is your t- attorney. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much the significance of her name. Yeah. It doesn't go back to anything else, pretty much. No. Right? No. Well, we we picked her up that first day. First of all, never have driven a bus, a school bus, either of us, <laughs> and had to drive this thing. Was it about four hours, five hours? No, twenty. Yeah, it was oh, this, how fast did it go then? It's got a gun on it. It goes 55. Yeah. That's tops. Okay. That's down a hill with no brakes, 55. That's as fast as it'll go. And so um, when we left up there, I, I was the first driver. Is that right? I drove first when I ran up the railroad tracks. Yes. yes. So we didn't really know you needed a special license, even though I, I found out later. Or Yeah, I didn't know that day. Well, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> But at any rate, we got this bus. We take off from middle Indiana, coming back here, flying, ramp some railroad tracks. There were police <laughs> right there. We're thinking, my God, we're never going to get this bus home. We didn't know. It took I got diesel. my drink. Okay. Thank you. We didn't know the bus. When you fill up with diesel, truckers go to special places, and you have to do special things to get your diesel. There are two pumps. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. Well, that's real serious shit up there, man. <laughs> we took the bus in backwards, and they were all honking. You yeah. just don't do that. Yeah. But, I mean, we didn't know. You know, that was just part of learning. And yeah. so, finally, I think one so you, guy you came and helped us. You got initiated into the truck yeah. stop. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And we got our snacks, and we still didn't think we were going to make it back home. But we did. And then we had no clue where we were going to park that bus. So, what happened? Where would you, you find a home for it? Um, this nice little church. Oh, we thought, boy, those church people, they will not tow a bus. They're churchy. They're not going to tow it. They were having a funeral the next day. And oh. the bus, they were calling the, the um, let's see, how did they finally get a hold of us? I can't even remember. Oh, somehow, wouldn't have been painted yet. No, we didn't have it painted yet. Somehow they got a hold of us. I might. It was across the street from where I lived at the time. And um, I might have went over there. Getting it out, I backed over a bush. and I mean, it was like... <laughs> Crazy, but then I had a friend who let us keep it at his house for a while. Well, that's cool. What about? I mean, you guys have been featured on CNN, Today Show. I don't think we've been on the Today Show. Been on the Today Show. Okay, but if anybody from the Today Show wants to feature us. We're not driving the bus to New York. I think we need to be on Good Morning America when they come to town for. yeah. CMA Fest. Yes, I think that too. Uh-huh. So we'll work on that. But you have been had national exposure. Yeah. Um, and it that all kinda happened organically, didn't mm-hmm. it? It did. And it happened organically. And why why do you think that? Just because um, the, the vibes out there and somebody was like, I'm gonna are they found you? They did. Um the CNN um interview, what a stroke of good fortune. I mean, it happened because the producer of the segment his wife had come up from Atlanta on a girl's trip and tried to buy tickets for the bus, and um, it was sold out. And he was mm. like, what? What can't she get in on? And um, it it turned out to be, I mean, you can't, you truly can't. I mean, you're a publicist. Right. You cannot buy that exposure. No, you can't. To be, uh-huh. to have, I think we had three or four um, primetime AM slots um, on their on their morning show. Mm-hmm. 
That's huge. For their travelers, you know, and I mean, it was just, I don't know, I really think, I really think, I mean, we're both, um, not to drive it down anyone's throat or anything, but we both um, are Christians and believe that if you, you know, you just live in it, you know, and then open yourself up to good things, put good things out, good things yeah. come back. And um, I just think that's it. You know, we just were creating something. And honestly, it was it was supply and demand. that That's why we got the segment, supply and demand. Yeah, she came back, though. Like, she couldn't get on. Mm-hmm. We were sold out. We had a waiting list. She, she didn't make the waiting list. She came back and did get on. Oh. She actually wrote, I think. And then she told him about it. She was like, you need to go to Nashville and ride this bus. That's awesome. And he did. He called us up, and he was like, I want to do this piece. And he did the piece before he had written it. Is that right? Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I don't I think, think so. he'd been on there. Yeah. And he <laughs> well, was I just, like, like you said, working in this business, you dream of hits like that. Yeah. That those are what you you dream about, and that's also what publicists like me pitch for hours, days, years sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've got the goods, you've got the goods. And this is another thing I really wanted to, to dive in with you guys. We're all business owners. We're all female business owners in a time where, you know, women are thriving and they're doing really, really well. Um, But it hasn't always been that way, Um, you know, from just society. They never look at women as strong leaders, business leaders, and we all know we are. Or there's a lot of them that are just doing unbelievable things for for the world um but if you guys could give advice to anyone out there young girls young boys men women grandparents you know whomever what would your advice be as starting a business or running a business what would you say are some of your key key points that you need to have or strive to have to be successful um well, if I'm going to put my Florida on it, just don't take shit off of people. Like, that's the thing. Is, it, I can't believe you're saying it that. It is the truth. It's the truth. Because, like, here's the thing. You're not going to be successful, um, widely successful, in something where you're copying someone else. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, that is going to have to come from a purely individual um, idea. And... So there are going to, of course, be naysayers because it's new. It doesn't exist yet. And so you're going to, and there's always going to be people who um, harbor jealousy or whatever it is. And that just cannot come into your, into your scope at all because um, just you have to be self-assured. And, I mean, you probably should have a good idea to start with. <laughs> um, True. But, um, but you've got to believe it. You've just got to believe it. And... No one is an expert on you but you. So taking somebody's, I mean, you sh- helpful criticism or somebody you look up to, you know, things like that, super helpful, super helpful. And I can say um, we have gotten a lot, a lot of great advice from the, the Nash Trash Tour. And, um, you know, other uh, professionals um, who've, you know, we've gotten to skip over a couple steps. So, you know, align yourself with people that you trust and um smart people and generous people and um and just stay confident yeah I think that's one thing about us is um 
We didn't like have this business plan of what we were going to do. We didn't like have a business plan, end of sentence. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we didn't have a name. We didn't, we, but no one would have ever told us. Well, people did tell us we couldn't do it and that we would not succeed. But Jesse and I never, I never one time thought this wasn't going to work. No, no. It just, thank you, honey. It just wasn't in our brains that this bus was not going to work. We just were not allowing that to happen. It, we just didn't even think it wouldn't. You know, I never thought this was a bad idea. No. Even, you know, when the bus got... I mean, I can think of numerous times that mm-hmm. the bus almost caught on fire. Not our fault. <laughs> you know, Jesse yeah. almost got blown up against the wall. Not no. our fault. Partially um, my fault, honestly. Yeah. That time. <laughs> you know, things like that. But it, we never thought, oh, this was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And also, we um, were very fortunate to have good timing. Um, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, at this point, you go downtown and there's a tour for... Everything, 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 every shape, every size, and that we were able to get it started and knock our training wheels off before um, everyone got in the game. I mean, that was that was unbelievably fortunate. Yeah, because we've seen some blow in there since we've started, and they're already gone. Mm-hmm. You know, they and it's not nice. that they had a bad product; it's just the, a saturated market. Yeah, so. they could. Right, like you said, supply and demand at the right time. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys kind of captured a space yeah. that needed um, nurturing mm-hmm. by people like you guys. That you, you know, you aren't, you aren't, you are great business people and leaders in what you're doing, but you also are talent. You are the talent that's creating the show, and so your heart and soul is much more into it than someone going oh we're going to start this over here and we're going to have people run it it's yours mm-hmm. yeah and you know i have a you know i have a strong admiration for that and understand that you're going to be way more passionate about your business and um, you i mean it's your reputation mm-hmm. it's not yeah. somebody else's reputation mm-hmm. it's yours yeah we've attempted to like let somebody else answer the phone or you know do other things and we're like nah. You, you know, you can't do it like that, you know, because we want to mm-hmm. talk to people from the very beginning. You know, we tease mm-hmm. them on the phone when they're calling to make their tickets, you know. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know from the get-go what you're getting into yeah. from the ladies right here. I mean, they are completely interactive from beginning to end of your experience with them. And hopefully the end of that experience means you're coming back for more. You're spreading the word with your friends back in your hometown. Or even here in Nashville, or at your company, or whatever, and you really can't go wrong because it is, it is a break. It is a, it's a reprieve from from your everyday life. You're set loose. You're you're being a part of something that you've never really been a part of because no no show's ever the same. And I just think that's key. I think it's it's unique. I think it provides a great outlet for pit, for people, not just you guys, not an outlet just for you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's your business now, but I'm sure when you first started, well, man, this is a great outlet. I'm getting to use my creativity and go crazy, and now we're making money on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, that's, that's somewhat, somewhat of everyone's goal, especially if they're creative and, inter- and entertaining. 
that they want to make a lot of money on it um, and not ever have to work a real job again. We're, we're like the three luckiest humans yeah. like in the freaking city. We really are. That we get to go down there every day. As you can hear my child in the background, I answer the phone. You're probably going to hear the child in the background, which is which we've used in the show mm-hmm. yeah. at, at times. You know, um, a lady called and made this big booking, and she wouldn't give me her credit card. She's like, oh, I think this might be a scam. You know, my kid was in the background. <laughs> That's and, funny. And we got her on the bus, and we're like, why wouldn't you pay? You called us. You know, <laughs> yeah. we didn't call you trying to sell you tickets. But, I mean, that's just part of us. We run it. We're on the bus. We handle a problem. We handle all the good stuff. We take care of it all. How many shows do you do a week? Um, well, usually we'll do two, um, two per day, Tuesday through Saturday. I mean, seasonally, you know, it, it has to be adjusted. Um, but uh, we're fortunate to be in Nashville because Nashville very rarely turns off. You know, you're right. So it's, it's like New York City. City. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've got we have so many conventions and mm-hmm. and special events that are happening in this city every day. Have mm-hmm. you guys ever thought of doing a nighttime one, or can you nope, do nighttime? No, no. no we no. learned that pretty quick. <laughs> you can't do them really after four. People, um, Nashville for better or for worse has really downtown has become. A, a drinking town. You go to the honky tonk. You listen to great music, and you drink, and that starts early. And um, since the show is interactive, since the show is um, a show, um, it just it's better to do them early in the day. Um, and two, like now, uh, I don't know if everyone listening has been to Nashville, but everything with wheels is going down Broadway. Yeah. And so the more people drink, the more scooters are out there. Are is that what those are called? Scooter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like it's it's we don't want it to be unsafe either. You know because at night right. you've got people who've never been here, one way streets, um, all the stuff. You know so it's it's probably it just maybe a better idea just to do daytime shows. So how many people like in in your normal season in the regular season, um, not in the winter and you know off season times. What would you say your average um, number of people you ride through the streets of the Cité um, is in a week? I would have no idea on that number. But I can tell you since our start, we've probably sold, I think we just figured out 45,000. Yeah, over 40. Between 40 and 45,000 people have walked onto our bus. That is huge. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that feels I mean, that really is huge. I mean... That's not far from selling out. It's like Nissan Stadium. Nissan Stadium. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I was like, what is it called now? LPs. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember. Nissan Stadium. That's yeah. freaking cool shit. Yeah. I love yeah, we it. We said that one time driving past because that's how we get into town on the bus. Is like, we've almost over the years filled that up. And I was thinking when we said that, how cool it would be if we, you know, could see everybody and be like, Joe, <laughs> you know, wouldn't that be really neat? Because it's yeah. such an intimate experience with them. It, it really, was just really nice to see them. That's yeah. one of the funniest things is when, like, they call us back, you know, something's happened, they lost something or, you know, left something on the bus. Or they call to ride again. And um, whatever we've named them on the oh bus. Mm-hmm. Remember Eskimo Susan? Eskimo Susan. Oh, know, wait, I don't think you'd say Eskimo Oh, hell. Oh, you can. <laughs> you can? You can say whatever you want. I'm tired of this PC <laughs> shit. No. Yeah, well, 
that's the funniest thing when Sorry. they yeah. they call us back <coughs> or they'll email us using their names we've given on the bus. Yeah. And they yeah. like they stay with that name like years later, even if they call mm-hmm. us back. Um, that is hilarious. Hey, this is Dirty Grandma from New yeah. York, and um, <laughs> yes. yeah. I just wanted to bring my daughter down. Uh-huh. But see, that's know, so awesome. Voice. That is so awesome. Well, you can't say you can't wash Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Charlie Brown anymore either. So now you know it, it's gotten out of hand. Well, we they haven't been on there. Yeah, they've not <laughs> been on the yet. Eskimo Susan has been on there. That's her thing. Lost her glasses. Well, her hearing aid. Hearing aid. She lost her hearing aid? We found it. Yeah, it was in her coat, her Eskimo coat. That's Is why we called her Eskimo <laughs> Susan. But when she called, she was like, um, yes, um, okay, okay. She said, um, yes, um, I was on the bus, and um, I was um, I was sitting in the second row, and I, I was just wondering if perhaps you could maybe look. I've lost a hearing aid, and, um, oh, you might remember me. Oh, this is Eskimo Susan. <laughs> And we did. We knew exactly who that was. was. She had on this enormous winter coat, and it wasn't winter yet. <laughs> like oh, full fur around her head and like had it she tied. She was wonderful. Oh, wow, well, that's great. And she spoke Russian, which we have figured she? out. Yeah. Wow. The guy who was with her was like Ivan or something, and he didn't know any English. Wow. Yeah, there's... there's Random. <laughs> yeah, there's... Oh, hi, hey there. <laughs> um, so, you've given us some good. Don't don't stop. Don't let people run over you. Get rid of negativity. Just keep your drive alive, so to speak. Um, I've just really enjoyed talking to you guys today. I think you guys are smart, creative women, and I just love what you guys are doing, and I want to see it continue to grow and Thank grow you. and grow. And um, how can people reach you guys on your socials and? Uh, well, and that's that. your job, Jules. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, Jules. Okay, yeah. I will. I will. I will share that. But give us your your call outs. Give us your handles. My handles. <laughs> I'm not in the social media. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Jesse McNamara. Um, and we've got um, obviously our Facebook is the most active for the for the Roland Jamboree. Um, which um, is great because people will post their pictures up there. That's, yeah, that's fun, like that. too. See, that, I think that's neat. It's yeah. called, it, on Facebook, it's Roland Jamboree. The Music City Roland Music Jamboree. Music City Roland mm-hmm. Jamboree. Jamboree. Yep. And we're getting ready to launch a new website the first of the year and um, redo. Um, I say redo, but really we've never done um, all this stuff. We, the Instagram. We, and the, Yeah, I've, I've never done Instagram, but somebody in this room is going to start doing yes. this. I'm not sure who. We are dialed in, ready to rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so that's um, all going to launch the first of the year. And we've really never done like any publicity for this bus. You know, we um, have just kind of let it grow on its own, and and now we're at a point where we're ready to, you know, tell everybody about it. We've yeah, we're ready to to go. Well, I think it's great, and I wish you guys all the best and continued rolling through the streets. Thank, thank you. you. Well, thank you. We're glad that you're a part of it. That means a lot to us that you believe in us. Obviously, we believe in you back. So I yeah. think it's a great. Yeah, you're the badass publicist, in, most badass publicist in town. That's why we got you. Yeah, that's why. Someone told them that. I, I, don't, I don't know who, but um, we'll, we'll hope that sticks to, sticks to that badass uh, moniker. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Hi. 
you do it? 